Welcome to Devotional. This is lesson number two, day number six for Thursday, January 10th. We are winding down the week and by the time you're listening to this, my family and I should be back in Michigan. Actually, we uh, fly out on Wednesday and uh, we're Tuesday, sorry. Uh, my, my brain is all uh, discombobulated now trying to adjust to actually keeping tracks of the days. It's been a blessing to be on vacation. Uh, definitely was a blessing to be with family. Uh, but uh, we, we will be also blessed to be back with our church families. Um, we're eagerly waiting to re-engage and reconnect and of course for me to start ministry again the rest was definitely needed and much appreciated so we're winding down this week uh, for, uh, for this lesson on thursday and it's a church in ephesus it's one of my favorite uh, uh, churches to look at because of a simple concept uh, jesus makes it simple to identify the problems of each of these churches in ephesus problem is not theology it's not activity it's a very busy church it's a very theologically correct church. They can teach you the, the correct doctrines that Jesus taught, that the apostles taught. There's only one issue, and it's love, and it's called first love. And it's rich, and I'm going to let you grapple with some of what those uh, concepts would mean. What I want to focus on is something that I've shared with uh, both Monroe and Oakwood Church in previous sermons. Uh, I've touched on this on the evangelistic series that I presented. Jesus is very uh, intentional, very careful with the words that he uses, and he throws a, a monkey wrench in most of our romantic songs. Most of our romantic songs that sing about a love that no longer exists will use the expression, you know, uh, baby, uh, we have lost that loving feeling, right? That's, I, I don't know, I can't remember the, the, the singers who sang that song. Uh, I've lost or we've lost that that loving feeling, you know, our love has been lost, whatever, that lost, you know, it's accidental. I don't know what happened. I honestly don't. It's just not there anymore. I lost it. Like I lost my car keys. I don't know where they're at. Jesus says that you don't lose love. You leave it. And that's what he tells this church. I have something against you that you have left your first love. And whenever I've tried to explain this or conceptualize the difference between leaving something versus losing something, I always use the illustration of you going to the supermarket and losing your child at Myers or Kroger's or whatever supermarket you go out to eat or buy per uh, groceries to eat. Um, if you lost your child, you will call the police, you will panic, you will be alarmed when you realize you've lost your child. Uh, this is what happened to Jesus when he was 12 years old and went to the temple and his parents finally realized, we've lost him. Um, well, uh, when you lose your child, you want the authorities present. But when you leave your child, that's a conscious, intentional choice. That you go to the supermarket, send your kids somewhere else, and then you just disappear. You have left and you don't definitely don't don't want to be around when someone calls the authorities because your child is crying. Who would ever even think of doing such a cruel, cruel thing? Well, unfortunately, in this world that we live in, broken world, it happens. And the reality is that for Christians, 
Jesus says that this same tragedy happens between us and him. We intentionally choose the things that will lead us to leave our first love experience. What are those things? Um, I want you to think about you, your personal journey. Look back in history. What has led you to have your low spiritual moments, your moments when you were far away from God? I'm not going to cover all of those things in this podcast. Uh, I'm going to focus on the solution that Jesus presents to having had, had that experience. And maybe you can recognize in your own personal journey today, you're not where you used to be. You're not in that fervor. You have not been able to sustain that conviction, that passion, that excitement that you had once when you were in your first love experience. But today, we will learn how to recapture that and sustain it. Actually, Jesus will tell us how. You know, I, I share with uh, you, my church, that uh, your pastor, for a long time, uh, you know, I, I was a movieaholic. Hollywood was my church and all the producers and writers were the pastors of that church, my church that I belonged to. Even though I was baptized in the Christian church, my real church in practice was Hollywood. And I can re recall um, the, the bedlam of ideas, the multiple ideas of how to solve uh, personal problems, world problems. The movies will teach you how to solve these problems. It's either through violence, the right relationships, you know, force, pleasures, superpowers, humor. Uh, and that's why you have all those different sermon categories, right? The humor sermons, the superpower sermons, pleasure sermons, relationships, violence, excitement, uh, adventure sermons. This is how you solve life's problems. And one of the unique ways in which Hollywood uh, presented ideas to solve life's problems was time travel. And uh, I can think of a specific movie that made gazillions of dollars called uh, Back to the Future. Uh, this is way back in the days. Actually, they uh, upped the, the movies. They revisited those movies uh, about a decade and a half later. Same actors. And the whole concept is, you know, there are things that you wish you could redo. And here's your opportunity to do it. Or you can make a mess by time traveling and you need to do some more time traveling to fix those problems. But the whole idea and all the movies, other uh, sermons from Hollywood have uh, played on that idea that there have been, today we can look at mistakes that have been made in the past. And now we've developed this technology that allows us to go back in time, correct those problems and experience a brand new present reality. Now, this whole idea you know, appeals to us. And you have to understand that these movies are not just about you know, entertaining us. They do tap into our longings. They do tap into our regrets, our, our wish, our wishful thinking. How would I wish to be able to go back to when I was 15? How would I love to be able to go back to when I was 25? Uh, what would I do different? What would you do different in your life? I can almost I feel pretty confident that all of us have at least one thing we wish we could redo in our lives. And so time travel becomes this attractive enterprise of solving life's problems. Now Jesus presents to us not time travel, but something better, something real, actually, because we will never be able to get to the point where time travel, don't listen to what you know some scientists may say as, as far as you know being able to tap into this idea of uh, 
in outer space you could maybe go back in time if we would do time to a space travel all of those are conjectures jesus gives us a, a solution right now for real life not for science fiction and it can be summarized in three r's the three r's that jesus presents it's not time travel it's remember repent redo remember repent redo jesus tells the church remember from where you have fallen repent and do those things that you used to do again just redo and the, the reason jesus can tell us that is because of what we've already been told in revelation chapter one to him who has loved us and has cleansed us from our sins has set us free from our sins forgiveness is the the way god solves our problems of regrets and mistakes in the past he doesn't allow us to go back and redo those but actually be forgiven and learn become wiser become transformed become grateful for an opportunity to have a second chance today i want to read to you one of my favorite verses um, especially when i first started my journey as a christian uh, this allowed me to keep getting back up when i would make mistakes when the enemy would deceive me into <clears throat> excuse me going back to uh, old friends old relationships old practices you know it took a while for me to finally get the idea that i needed to cut certain things from my past if i wanted to move forward in my christian journey in lamentations chapter 3 uh, verses 1 through 23 became a great source of encouragement to press forward it says this this i recall to my mind this i remember that's the first thing jesus says remember repent redo it begins with remember and lamentations chapter 3 verse 21 begins with that same in that same place this i recall to my mind this i remember therefore i have hope what is it that you remember i remember the lord's loving kindness indeed never cease the lord's loving kindness indeed never cease for his compassions never fail 23 his mercies his compassions they are new every morning great is your faithfulness every morning you and i have an opportunity not to do some time traveling but to do some grace experiencing experiencing the mercies of god every morning they are new they are fresh so we don't need to wishfully think we could redo our past we have i think something better something that allows us to grow as human beings there's a, there's a song that I listened to and I, I wept when I first heard this song and many times after. Um, it's by an artist named Amy Grant and I'm gonna include a, a YouTube link that you can read the lyrics. The audio is not the best one, but it had the lyrics. And so I want you to spend time listening to the melody, to the lyrics of what I'm about to read to you. The song is by a singer named Amy Grant and the song is entitled, Innocence Lost. Innocence Lost, and this is how the lyrics go. I can't relive my life. I can't retrace my tracks. I can't undo what's done. There is no going back. I chased a selfish dream, did not survey the cost. Illusions disappeared. I found my innocence lost. 
Some say it's lessons learned. Some say it's living life. I say it's choices made knowing wrong from right. One night I fought to sleep. In my slumber I turned and tossed. I woke to a cloudy day and found my innocence lost. The bridge says, an innocent child is a beautiful thing. Secure in his father's arms, sleeps while his mother sings. There is no way to know all the harm this world can bring. I miss my innocence. Oh, to be innocent. And then in the song, there will be a pause. And then he picks up again with this last stanza. My heavenly father, the well of eternal love that overflows with grace, I can completely trust. My broken heart repaired and all my sins forgot. I can be pure again in spite of my innocence lost. In his eyes, I'm a newborn child because I accept his love. I have a newfound hope though I found my innocence lost. Beautiful song. I hope you'll take time to listen to it. Uh, it really touched my heart and it, it encapsulates what we just read in Lamentations chapter 3 verses 21 through 23 and it reminds us what we heard yesterday uh, and a few days ago as far as Jesus being our high priest. It is because of him. His mercies are new every morning but you may not feel worthy this morning to approach him. That's why in Hebrews chapter 7, we are told that we can come boldly to the throne of grace to find mercies. Those mercies that are new every morning, they're being offered to you once again. So that whatever regrets, whatever things we can no longer undo, we cannot revisit. But today, Jesus says, I can wipe that clean, that, that slate clean. Today, you can be my precious newborn child that when I look at you, there is nothing to regret. There's nothing to redo. The life of Christ is the life that I see in you. What hope, what encouragement we can find in the messages for these churches. Today, you can find again your innocence. Today, you can once again experience your first love. Mm -hmm.